Welcome to the World of the Last of Us, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Naughty Dog video game series and the upcoming HBO television series of the same name. I'm your host Matthew and uh, it's been a bit of time since I've done an episode. Uh, just some notes on that by the way, on the 19th of June 2022 which will be in just over a week. Uh, we will of course have the second anniversary of the release of The Last of Us Part 2 and I have got content planned. Um, three parts have already been recorded ready to go and the fourth uh, piece I need to record but I should have that done relatively soon. However we have something not specifically related to The Last of Us 2 but uh, we've got I've got enough sort of content here that I thought I should make a podcast. We don't just have a couple we've got some concept images and that sort of stuff but we don't just have like two pictures to talk about. We've got a trailer, we've got a release date, we got Neil Druckmann talking about stuff. We've got a first look at Joel and Ellie. We've got concept images and some information about factions. And of course, a whole trailer for The Last of Us 1 remake with a release date. So, you know, we, we got some good stuff here to talk about today, I think. So I thought I'd put it all together and do a whole episode. I did debate um, saving all of this for our Gaming Talk podcast on Sunday. But I thought, I have a Last of Us podcast. And to save time on that podcast... I'll talk about this in here. Anyway, let's get on with it. Um, so yeah, today was Summer Games Fest, and we had um, pretty much all, all of this information was released within Summer Games Fest, but of course some of it leaked a few hours early. Um, and what one thing of which was like Sony's worst kept secret, which is this Last of Us 1 remake, which is our first note here. It's obviously the kind of the big talking point of the day. Um, apart from an image that we've got as well. So we got a uh, Last of Us 1 remake trailer. It's now called Last of Us Part 1. It doesn't really matter what it's called. If you want to call it Last of Us, Last of Us 1, Last of Us Part 1. Or the second game you want to call it Last of Us 2, Part 2. Whatever you want to call it. We all know what these games are. Uh, it's releasing in September. I think it said 2nd of September. Um, I think that was what the release date was. For $70 on PS5. Of course you convert that to your currency. Uh, we've got a new trailer and Left Behind is going to be included. Now originally when news came out that this game was going to be happening, that we were going to be getting a remake, the general consensus which I shared at the time was why do we need that? We already have a remastered version on PS4. I agree with that. I even said at the time that I didn't see us myself in the point of playing a remake of the first game because I've already played it and I had already played the remastered version on PS4 anyway. And the game's not quite, it's 9 years old, it's not quite 10 years old yet so it is very new to remaster this game. This game is very new, sorry, to remaster. I'm going to play this game. Within all the news that we've had today and all the images and stuff, I would label a lot of it as bits and pieces. Because with the remake, I mean, they're going to do it. None of us fans can stop it, whether you do or don't want it to happen or whatever. I'm kind of... I do have a very 50-50 stance on this game still, because I do think, like... Okay, there was resources, time and money poured into this game. Not that much, but there still was resources, time and money. Uh, not as much as like you know remake uh, making Last of Us Two from the ground up because it's a brand new game or whatever, um, because there were parts of this of the first game they could use for this game. They did mention that, 
about the old performances and stuff that they they were able to to keep so they didn't have to bring in Ashley and Troy and everybody else which is good um not in terms of not giving them work obviously we'll find out what they are up to in a moment or have been up to um but not not as many resources as like you know developing a game for five to seven years and you know having to do full motion capture and all that kind of stuff this game still doesn't need to happen because we do have a perfectly working remastered version on ps4 However, if you were to say to me, if you were on the other side, because I've, I've heard both sides of these arguments, right? One side saying like, hey, you know, it will have the graphics of Last of Us 2, it will have the gameplay stuff, like the dodging and everything. The dodging's a huge part, by the way, of The Last of Us 2. It will have the graphics and the gameplay mechanics, and it will be a better version of the PS4 version. I agree with that. And it will be it will be the definitive way to play this game. And there's people on the other side saying like, hey, there's loads of games that are like stuck on PS3, or there's games from the past that need to come back, or what about Jack and Daxter, I've heard those arguments, and like, hey, we already have a perfectly working PS4 version, you know, people that are new to the franchise or like the TV show and they want to play that game, they can play that version. I agree with that as well. So I kind of agree with everyone (laughs) on, on this. And because... Both both of those things are true, because it w- whether you're on the side of like oh you've played the either the 2013 PS3 version or the 2014 PS4 version right you've played it you've experienced the story right you've already gone through it all and you don't you you if you've experienced this story already with playing either versions which are masterpieces. You do not need to buy or play this game. That is true. But if you want to, you know, maybe get a little bit of nostalgia, you want to play an updated version, you want to see, like, how... um, Because I assume what they're going to do is take the same gameplay mechanics and structure of Last of Us 2 and put it into this game. That's probably what they're going to do. That's what Neil mentioned as well when he was on stage at Summer Games Fest and he talked about, like, oh, you know, mechanics and stuff like that have been improved... I would imagine most of that is going to be the improved mechanics and whatnot that we got in Last of Us 2, uh, such as being able to dodge and improved workbench system, all that kind of stuff. Obviously improved improved graphics and that sort of thing. Um, That's true as well. So I I agree with everybody (laughs) on this, because this game doesn't need to happen, but it's kind of cool that it did... Um, and for those people that haven't experienced The Last of Us, and were like, oh, I haven't got, like, a PS4, or whatever, right? If they didn't get a PS3, they missed... If they've just missed this game, right, and they're thinking about getting a PS5, maybe, granted, you can still go and buy The Last of Us Remastered PS4 version, and you can play it on your new PS5. You can still do that. I've got it, um, because I bought it on PS4 digitally. I have the option to go and download the old version the old PS4 version on my PS5. I haven't done it because I don't need it for anything. Yes. But also if you want to play like the definitive version. And you want the mechanics from Last of Us 2. And the better graphics. If that's something that you're concerned about. Then this is the answer to that. So it's really interesting. This is a really interesting one. Because <clears throat> yeah there's like you know. Tons of games from PS1, PS2, PS3. That could do with remasters. There's tons of them. 
and to sort of revive them for a new for, for the PS5 era. Um, that being said, I I do want to play this game because um, I I'm kind of at a point with The Last of Us where I want to play and experience all of it because this has become this isn't just sort of like oh here's the one and done story of you know Joel taking Ellie across the country she was immune Joel saved her ish from the fireflies and that's the story that that's not it anymore that's what I mean by that's not it is that that's not the only thing we have we have a second game we have a whole nother story there sequel story we have a tv show adaption we have um you know this remake coming and everything else uh, and the factions game, the, the multiplayer stuff that's getting revived, or you know, probably a new version of, of factions. Um, I I like that this is happening to the Last of Us, um, and that we're getting we're getting different parts, right? Because we're getting multiplayer, TV show adaption. We've just kind of had a second game, remaster of the first game to kind of like bring them both up to par or whatever. Um, I I really like it. I I really like that that that's happening, because. Yeah, this is very much bits and pieces. Images of stuff, trailers. Um, apart from the TV show, which is new content. Um, well, I say new content. Apart from the TV show, which is like a new, an actual different medium version um, of the game. We don't have like new content here. Um, f- funny thing is for me actually, because even though I'm going to play the first game again on PS5, I haven't actually played Left Behind. And in the games release list for the, because you know that they're doing the, this new new version of PS Plus in the uh, PlayStation Now version of that, Last of Us Left Behind is included. So I actually had the plan because I'm going to subscribe to the highest tier of that so I can. Um, see what PS1 games that they've got available and all that kind of stuff I was going to go and play that PS4 version because I haven't actually played that yet and it wasn't really a great way for me to do that other than stream it through PlayStation Now which is not a great option but seeing as it's going to be in this package and that's going to have all the bells and whistles of the PS5 stuff I'm just going to wait for that so that does give me more value to play this game or the, the, the package of this game that we've got on offer uh, this trailer looks brilliant. Obviously, it brings back the great memories of the first game and everything. The brilliant story. Um, yeah, it it does look pretty fantastic. Now, I'm not a graphics person like at all. Uh, like it was quite striking when they kind of the the part that got me with the graphics. Again, I'll never be sort of like, oh, I've got to play this game because it looks great. I'll probably never say that. The thing that did strike me, and I've not seen graphics showcased in this way that many times. Is when they... Because they gave us the trailer. Uh, apparently that was Ashley and Troy's first time watching the trailer. And they were kind of like blown away by it. Which is which is great. Obviously they're a big part of it. Well they are, they are the main parts of it aren't they? Um, and then they showed some images of... They didn't even show the PS3 version. They showed the remastered PS4 version. Um, and then they showed a side by side of the same screenshot with PS5. And it was quite striking. It was quite sort of striking of like... Wow, you've you've almost made these images look completely different, but we're actually looking at the same thing. Um, that's the first time. Again, I wasn't. Imp- I will never be impressed by graphics in that way. But that w- that was a certain way to impress me in terms of look at this compared to this. And it wasn't even the PS3 version that they were showing. Because obviously, if you're looking at the 
2013 PS3 original version and then the PS5 version, obviously they're going to look leaps and bounds different because you've got a decade's worth of technology. And even though the 2014 game was only a year later, that's using the PS4's um, power and all that, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it was pretty striking to see, like, oh wow, look how look how kind of different this looks. Um, it just was like, oh, interesting kind kind of thing to me. So, yeah, um, and it's interesting as well how like. Because I think the fir- the first image that they showed was uh, obviously of the the younger version of Ellie, the thirteen year old version of Ellie, and it was a, a screenshot where Ellie is like shocked by something. Obviously, she's shocked by a lot of things in the game, and the way even the way that her eyes looked really different, like the the things that they've done to the character models, is is pretty impressive. It's like wow, you've again you've made this look very different, but it is the same image. Um, it's quite impressive. It's quite impressive. Um, I suppose if you if you do want to impress me with graphics, that's kind of the way to do it. Which is to, which is to kind of show me, okay, instead of just showing me, look how good this looks. It's like look how good this looks compared to this other previous image. Um, that that's the first time that's kind of happened to me. Where again, not specifically impressed by graphics, but just kind of wow, look how different this is. Compared to the old version, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting to watch. Um, Seventy dollars. It's a lot of money. Obviously, different people in the world have got different evaluations of what's what's a lot of money for something and what isn't. Um, we've got certain people buying social media platforms, forty billion dollars, and some people that can't afford heating. You know, we have the rich and we have the poor. Um, there's probably some people out there that can probably slap down $70 and not even think about it for this game. There's some people that will be scrimping and saving until September to get this game. There'll be people that can't get this game. Um, you know, there'll be people that will have $70, but they will have to have their rent to pay for. Um, now, even though I can afford this game, I'm probably going to rent this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I use a service in the UK called Boomerang Games... And it allows allows you to basically rent games through the post, um, sort of like if Blockbuster delivered to you. I don't know if they did actually used to deliver to, you, but that's kind of how that works. So that's probably how I'll get it. So it doesn't ne- that doesn't necessarily guarantee guarantee me day one access because of how the postal service works. Um, but I I don't need to pre-order this game and play it like the minute it comes out. I I don't need to like do that. I'll add it to my list, I'll get it sent to me, and I'll play it. I'm still excited to do so, just not to put, like, again, I, I, I'm I, lucky enough that I can do that, but I don't need to. Um, I also kind of don't want... I, I also kind of, just because I can do that, I don't necessarily want to do that. And again, that's my choice, that's my option, it's my money, you know. Um, if you feel differently, if you think this is, like, way overpriced for $70... That's that's up to you. If you want to spend seventy dollars on something else, it's all up to you. Um, but that's that's a, that's how I'm going to be uh, judging that situation. So, um, and we have to just by the way for games that are only next gen, we're going to have to start getting used to higher prices. Sixty seventy dollars for games is going to become normal price for things. Unfortunately, it's not good. I don't know. Again, everyone's going to have different evaluations. Uh, games are going. It's simply because games are going to be going to become more expensive. Um, that doesn't mean it's okay. It's just the way that things are. 
I have no control over it. I don't work for any of these companies. Most of us don't have control over this stuff. But it is what it is. It's $70. If you want to wait for it to go on sale, you do that. If you want to spend $70 on this game, you do that. If you never want to buy this game, you can also do that. It's into, no, Nobody's forcing you to pay $70 for this game. Um, I, was seeing a lot, I was seeing a lot of complaints. And I got into a little bit of a Twitter exchange, which I kind of stopped. About like somebody said, oh, it's not worth the seventy dollars because they've cut content out of this. And I said, what did they cut out of this? Like, just the, it's the same story. It might have little tweaks and stuff, but it's the same story, remastered with new gameplay mechanics. That's what a remaster is or remake is. And they said to me, oh, because factions has been cut out. It would be a bit weird if because we're getting obviously this new factions, which is a bigger game. Which justifies more money because you're getting more content. Again, we don't know much about... I'll talk about factions in a second. But it would be a bit weird... If... Because factions, you can still go on your PS3 or PS4 or, I guess, PS5. And you can play factions. I'm pretty sure you can still play it anyway. Because I I think there's people that still stream it and whatnot. Again, if you want to buy factions, you want to play that online, you go ahead and you do that. It would be a bit strange if they were like, hey, here's like new graphically updated, character models updated, gameplay stuff is similar to Last of Us 2, if not the same, you know, updated and all that kind of stuff, $70, you know, a, 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 spa- a sparkly version of the game you know and love. And here's a PS3 slash PS4 version of the original Factions with the previous graphics, previous gameplay stuff. That would be a bit strange, because that's what people were asking for, is if they included factions with this game. That doesn't make any sense to me. You are getting left behind as well, not literally left the the, the DLC stuff. Um, but I don't know how somebody would expect that to be a thing, especially within literally the same showcase. They said, hey, this new factions that we got, which is going to be like the updated version... Um, it's uh, it's going to be like bigger and a separate thing, so its own multiplayer game. Again, if you w- if you want to buy this game and then go online and play your old version of Factions, you can probably do that. I don't know if they're going to take Factions online when the new comes out. New one comes out. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, sticking together two games that are kind of a bit different would be a bit of a strange thing. But anyway, um, so there's that. But yeah, trailer looks great. Um, I'm looking forward to playing Left Behind. I know it's a bit of a shorter thing, but it's still Last of Us stuff. Will I go for the Platinum with these two? Actually, I don't know if Left Behind's actually got a Platinum, but obviously the first game does. It depends what the trophies are. Um, I'm just interested to go back and play it and see how how the game feels with, obviously, the new graphics and the new gameplay implementations and things and new character models. I'm, in- I'm interested in that kind of part as well. So, anyway... That's uh, Last of Us 1 Remake, September, $70. If you do want it, get it. If you don't want it, don't get it. If you can afford it, buy it if you want to. If you can't afford it, then you can't afford it. Um, but, yeah, again, if you if you think... See, if you're one of the people who are like, oh, don't understand why this remake's a thing, da 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 PS4 version still out there. Um, if you want to re-experience the story and you think that PS4 version is good enough, which I do... You can just go and play that. Because that will be cheaper. 
Um, in fact, that will be that Last of Us One remake and Left Behind will be included with PS Plus. So, in about a month's time, no, not a month's time, sorry, in about twelve days' time, when the new PS Plus version comes out, you can subscribe to PS Plus um, on the I think that's the second or the third tier. I can't quite remember, and you can pay like fifteen pounds or fifteen dollars. And you can get all of the stuff that you knew and loved from before. Um, so there's that option as well. Uh, anyways, move on from that. Um, again, a few bits and pieces here. Some concept image art stuff for the new factions. Uh, Neil Druckmann said more next year. He also said that there's going to be new characters. And there's going to be a story included. Now, when I spoke with Robert on last week's Gaming Talk, I can't remember how The Last of Us 1 came up in conversation, but it did. Um, I think it was because Neil Druckmann had tweeted about Resident Evil 4, and I said obviously about him and Last of Us and Resident Evil and whatnot. And uh, Robert said like, hey, what's happened to factions? Because I'm a fan, and he was just asking me as a fan, you know, what's kind of happened. And I was like, oh, I think that's still like on the way and whatnot. Um, and I said to him, the thing is with the factions, yes, I want to eat up every single bit of Last of Us content, because I love it. When I, because I never played Factions, and I don't have any intention to go and play the old version of Factions, I don't really need to. Um, I said to Robert, like, okay, I'm obviously going to at least try the new version of Factions, it's it's new Last of Us stuff, i got to go and, you know, try it, I'm a fan. But Last of Us, to me, Last of Us, when, when I think of multiplayer, and my multiplayer stuff, I think of Call of Duty. When I think of like strong story, gameplay and narratives and all that kind of thing, that's where I think of The Last of Us. When it comes to story and narrative is how I think of The Last of Us. I don't look at The Last of Us and think, oh, multiplayer game where I can level up and rank up and, you know, play team deathmatch in in The Last of Us. Uh, I I don't think of any of that. So that's going to be an interesting one for me. But the fact that he said there's a bit of a story in here. I wonder if this will be implemented in the way that... Um, it's been a while since I played GTA Online. But they had little bits of story stuff. Like you would go to Lester. And you would go to his apartment or whatever. And it would have a little cutscene of him explaining like... Hey, this thing has happened. You've got to go and rob this bank or whatever it was. It's been years since I played that game. I wonder if it's going to be implemented that way. Where there's going to be like character dialogue. But sort of like... Now, for example, if you are playing as Ellie, and I'm just using this as a random example. Let's say you're playing as Ellie, and you're in like a hub world um, kind of thing. Because it could either be lobbies with Team Deathmatch stuff, or you could be in a hub world. I don't know how this is going to work, obviously. I don't work for Naughty Dog. Um, I wonder if you have like a hub world, you're walking around in it. In the same way that GTA Online is, like you can go into GTA Online and you can mess about and do whatever... Or you can go to specific checkpoint stuff like marked on your map and you can activate story-ish quests um, that have like cutscenes attached where a character is saying, this has happened, can you go and do this? I wonder if, for example, let's say you're playing as Ellie in like a in a hypothetical hub world, um, like in Jackson or something, and you walk up to Jesse, for example... And you activate, you press button or whatever, you go into Jesse's apartment or whatever, or in his little shack, whatever they would call houses in The Last of Us. Um, And he says like, hey, we ran across like a 
group of clickers and runners or something like that. We, we came across a horde in this location. Can you go over there? And then you can go over to that thing maybe. And you take like that's where you take your friends with you. You run on, you ride on horseback or something. Obviously you wouldn't be in cars. Uh, or maybe maybe you could be. They do have cars in Last of Us, don't they? Um, you travel to there in some way, shape, or form, and then um, character talks to you. I don't know over the radio or something. Obviously with GTA, it's like over the phone or whatever. Obviously modern day communication. But if Jesse says like, "Hey, you know, Joel's trapped in a horde, and you got to go and help him," or it's, you know something like that, maybe. As opposed to just the way that COD does it, which COD COD doesn't have um, like a hub world. Maybe Warzone does. I don't really play Warzone, but because obviously in COD you start your game up, you click on multiplayer, you sort your classes out, you make your party, whatever, and you just click on team deathmatch or cyber attack. You load into a lobby, you go into a fixed map with specific objectives. You can't leave that map until the game is done, or you leave the game, whatever. I don't imagine, because I, I don't remember anything about the original factions, if it was lobbies, or if it was a hub world, or I don't know how it worked, because I never played it. Um, I think the option of like a hub world would be a cool idea. Um, maybe you can, obviously, walk around with your created character, I, I, I would assume. Um, so yeah, who knows. Uh, maybe you could even have like... Um, what do they call them? Specific sort of um, site lookout locations, and maybe like an enemy controlled group is taking over your location. You have to go there and you have to kill controlled um, enemy players or something like that to take back to take back your uh, territory or something. You, you could do like you could do something like that, or maybe your character or your group is low on supplies. You go out for a supply run. You come across a store, maybe um, uh, maybe you come across a few enemy players, and obviously you have a bit of standoff maybe. You, you could possibly do something like that. Um, and the, the interesting thing is with the store as well, is unlike in obviously the story stuff where you've got specific sort of like this location's loaded or it's not with supplies, obviously what you could do is let's say you let's say you open a drawer and there's six bullets of a revolver you take that and then let's say that's got a cooldown for a few hours and certain sites like replenish ammo or something um and maybe you have like one site that's known for having grenade ammo or something like that or, or like molotov supplies or something and you go there i'm just i'm just spurting out random ideas as to what you could do um but yeah the end the concept image that they showed um, looked pretty big. It looked like there's a lot kind of going on there. Um, and just remember, you have you'll have human-controlled players, and you'll have obviously you know infected that you come across. So I'm curious to see how this works out. I'm curious to see how it works. Because um, I, I remember I the one I did play, I did play some un- Uncharted Four online, and that was simply just here's a big map, you have like a team deathmatch or something, you go in there and you just shoot the enemy team, because obviously there's not like infected to take out or something um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works, because again, I don't, I just don't really associate Last of Us with multiplayer um, but maybe there's some different ways you could do it that would get me more interested, again I'm definitely going to try it when it comes out, um, he did say that we won't hear anything else until next year um, 
My guess is in terms of Naughty Dog, they'll probably fail for, for nil, maybe. Um, the focus at the moment, I think, is this TV show, you know, get a trailer out eventually, and getting this remake out the door. I think once we've once we've gotten the remake out, and the TV show starts at some point, um, we can then get more into factions, and then after that we can get into other stuff, maybe. So, we shall see. Um, the interesting thing, because he mentioned new characters... The interesting part with multiplayer is you don't really have to follow the canon of the game. Um, and I'm going to go a bit into spoilers for Last of Us 2 here. If you're, if you're listening to this kind of podcast, like a dedicated Last of Us podcast, I'd, I'd kind of expect that you've consumed the material that's, that's available. For example, like I, I wouldn't expect to jump into this multiplayer and like, oh, Joel died in the second game and Jesse died in the second game, so they're not in here. You don't have to follow those rules in a multiplayer game. You know, if you're making Last of Us 3, then sure, people that have died in Last of Us 1 and 2 can't be in the third game. Um, so yeah, but with multiplayer, you could like, you could kind of do whatever you want, because it's not tied into canon, it's not going to affect any of the story. Um, so you can you can definitely have like, if you want your avatar to, or your player, your character to look like, Jesse or Joel or Abby or Dina or Ellie or whoever you can probably do that um so yeah there, there's that as well but yeah we'll see what happens with this uh, concept art looks interesting um this is this is the first time they've kind of properly talked about factions as well I know there's been job listings and things like that but this is the first time they've properly talked about um uh factions so it's a bit on the back burner, but you know they got they got two projects that are a bit more imminent, which is probably a trailer for the TV show at some point. I would imagine Comic Con. Uh, I'll talk about the TV show itself in a second, uh, but I'd imagine Comic Con. That's right around the corner. Um, that's usually June or July, isn't it? New York Comic Con. No, is it New York or is it SDCC? I can't remember which one's first, but you've got both of them anyway. So. Because um, again, you can st- even if COVID's an issue, you can still do those with um, just releasing trailers and stuff and having panels. So um, there's that. Uh, but yeah, new characters again. It, it doesn't really matter who the new characters are. You can do whatever you want with the story within that game because it won't affect anything else. It c- it could, but it definitely doesn't have to. So anyway, you can even bring back Tess, and Marlena, and whoever you want. You can do whatever you want in that game. You could bring back Sarah as well, of course. So, there you go. Uh, let's move on from that and talk about the TV show. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right so again on the same stage with um again jeff keely's the one that hosts these events um and regardless of what you i just want to say for, for jeff keely regardless of what you think of like oh i wanted this game to be here and why is this here and why is that here he's a very good presenter he's a very very good presenter um regardless of how he has to structure the show in terms of the content that he gets given because he can't go over to sony for example and say hey i demand that you give me a god of war trailer he, he can't do that he can approach Sony maybe and say, hey, we're doing Summer Game Fest. Have you got anything to show us? If they say, no, we're not ready, then you can't get a trailer for that game. So he can't just go in there and say, like, hey, I want Piece 1 to be Last of Us, Piece 2 to be God of War, Piece 3 to be remake of, of this game. He has to kind of get what he's kind of given a bit, doesn't he? Because, again, you can't you can't force a trailer for these, these types of events. So, uh, in fact, there's probably stuff that we specifically didn't see because... You know, trailers for things like God of War are not ready yet. And you don't want to show a trailer if it doesn't look good. So, anyway. Uh, let's go back to some more images and everything. Um, I'll talk about the uh, Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker stuff in a minute. Um, so, they uh, Jeff Keighley introduced Neil Druckmann, obviously started talking about stuff. They showed the trailer for The Last of Us uh, Part 1. Um, I think it was after that, he then said, um, that the TV show tomorrow, so which will be for the 10th of June, um, is going to finish filming. He said Craig Mazin's up in, I can't remember what location he said, wherever they're filming, and he's wrapping up on that. Um, that he directed an episode of the TV show, which was great, and they, that HBO trusted him to do that and everything. Uh, obviously, Neil Druckmann's kind of the main force of, of all, all these games and everything. Then they showed the first look image. Now we've seen a few images here and there. Uh, we've seen obviously there's been a but there's been a whole bunch of like leaked quote unquote uh, set photos. Obviously people can you know apparently sneak near the set and take photos of Bella and um, Pedro. But um, they showed like a first proper look because we did get that image before of um, it was a plane that had crashed. And it was Pedro and Bella as Joel and Ellie. But it was from their back. <laughs> and although the image was still a good sort of like, oh, first little kind of look. That's kind of cool. This was like, you could tell this was a screenshot from an edited episode. Uh, like the lighting looks correct. The outfits look correct. They're hiding in a particular location. This image is perfect. It is perfect. 
Bella um, and Pedro both look absolutely perfect as Joel and Ellie. Um, and if you, someone who's like, hey, I wanted the guy who played, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jamie from Game of Thrones, or I wanted Hugh Jackman, or I wanted Jared Butler, or I wanted this person or that person. It's gone. They've both been casted. Let it go. Because uh, I'm in a few Last of Us groups, and they're like, hey, I wanted this person to play, and I wanted this person to play thingy, or whatever. It, it's all it's all done. It's filmed, it's shot, it's done. You, you can all do your little fan casting and everything like that, but it's time to stop begging for other people to play these roles. And actually, show some. It's time to show some respect to these two actors as well, um, to to Bella and to to Pedro, because they're both really damn good actors as well. Uh, obviously, she's been in Game of Thrones and some stuff. Obviously, he is the Mandalorian, and he's been in. Um, who's also in Game of Thrones? Yeah, they're both in Game of Thrones. Uh, and he's been in some other stuff as well. They look perfect. They look absolutely perfect. And uh, a few people kind of asked. Um, and forgive me for misremembering. I can't remember what Pedro's background is. Because Bella I think is American. Pedro's um, something else for his for his background. Um, somebody was saying about like o- online about his accent. Like, are they going to try and get him to do a more American accent? Because obviously Joel's an American character, or are they going to have more of Pedro's normal accent? Again, I can't remember the, the specific name of his background, and I don't want to just throw random countries and stuff out there. Um, so apologies for that. But uh, I mean, he does an American accent, kind of as the Mandalorian. I wouldn't expect him to speak the way that the Mandalorian does. Uh, obviously that's kind of under a helmet and that sort of thing but um, it, the interesting thing is like I remember when he got cast and a few people were like oh he's not like you know full American or, or whatever and it's like that, that you don't you wouldn't put on a casting thing for that like only looking for um, white American male you, you wouldn't put that on a casting thing you know but regardless of Pedro's like slight difference in background to to obviously the Joel that we know, which is a white American man, um, I didn't even when I was looking at this image, I didn't remember, or or I kind of it, it didn't even come across me as to think like, oh, is he gonna like not quite sound fully American, or you know, what's his voice gonna be like, or what what does he like look like, and and that kind of stuff. I just looked at him and I just saw Joel. Like, regardless of his background and his own accent as compared to Joel's background and accent, I just looked at the the images of these two and I'm like, they look exactly like Ellie and Joel. They 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 they, they just do. Um. It is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I can't I can't imagine to see. I can't imagine a way to see what the the trailer looks like for this thing. Um, and by the way, if you zoom in a little bit or you squint your eyes slightly, because they're both basically crouched behind this box, uh, both Ellie and Joel, obviously Bella and um, Pedro, um, they're crouched because there's clickers about. And if you squint your eyes, if you maybe zoom in the image a little bit, obviously we'll get a better look later, probably in a the trailer. There's a clicker in the same room as them. Obviously the rule with the clicker is, well, you can run away from one, but don't get caught by making too much noise. Obviously, that's why they're crouching because they're trying to not make too much noise. You know the stealth part. It it just looked perfect. Um, th- this being like the first proper full 
because like HBO tweeted this image out and and all this kind of stuff. Um, man, and and like seeing because they brought Ashley and uh, Troy on stage for it as well, and like they showed two of them the image, and uh, Troy himself has spoken very very highly specifically about uh, Pedro as an actor. Obviously, we know Pedro is a phenomenal actor already. And, um, because the news that dropped was that they're going to be in the show, Ashley and Troy, but they're going to be not not just cameos, they're going to have their own actual roles, which I think is really interesting. Um, because we want this to be a faithful adaption of the games, certainly. Like, you don't want to do something like, um, Ellie dies in episode two, or, you know, something stupid like that or whatever. Obviously, that won't happen, but, um, not too much of a dramatic change. I do have a theory, by the way. I think Sarah's section, I still think she's going to die at some point, like she does in the game. Whether it's in the exact same way, I don't know. I think they might make a couple of little tweaks. It kind of does need to be very, very similar, but uh, as long as it's still got the emotional impact, it should still be good. I think that, because I've read and seen some stuff... I think Sarah's going to have a bit of an extended part in this game. Not in terms of like she lives long enough to meet Ellie or anything like that. Um, and she does uh, obviously we, we, she does know obviously Tommy and everything. Uh, so if they have scenes together, obviously got I think it's Gabriel Luna as as uh, Tommy from uh, Ghost Rider: Agents of Shield. Um. Yeah, I I have a feeling that Sarah is going to have a longer section. Now, there's a way that you could do that, which is where... When you start your pilot episode, you start the story slightly further back. That's a way that you could do that. Um, Because I don't know if it will be like, oh, she makes it to that... I think it's like a bridge or a cliffside or whatever... And she gets past the guard. The guard doesn't shoot her. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't know any. This is just me theorizing based on what I've seen and read. I don't like know anything. I've not seen any episodes or anything. Um, that's that's a theory that I have. If I'm right or wrong, I don't really mind about that. Um, if you want to do it in the exact same way, that's fine. If you want to do it slightly different and give a bit more, just a bit more time with Sarah, I think that's also fine. Again, I trust everybody involved. I don't need to list everybody involved, but I trust everybody involved that they'll still do a phenomenal job of this. And if I'm that impressed by just a picture, I we haven't seen a trailer, we haven't seen the episodes, that we still got that to come. We haven't even had a teaser trailer of this thing yet. But um, given that filming is wrapping up tomorrow, uh, again, I don't know if that includes like little reshoots they do afterwards. Because m- most film and TV productions... We'll have like, hey, we wrap filming today, and then a few months later you might get, oh, we reshot a couple of little things. Maybe there's some little errors or, you know, who knows why everything needs reshots, but some things do. So I don't know if it includes that or, like, it's completely wrapped up filming. They've got everything that they want. Because uh, obviously there's certain stuff you might film and you might think, oh, I want to do this a little bit differently or that a little bit differently. Or, like, I want this actor to deliver their line slightly differently or something like that. You, you could do that. Uh... But I think Sarah's going to have a slightly extended section. Could be wrong. Could be right. I don't mind either way. That's just my theory. But Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker are going to be in this TV show. And they said they're going to have actual roles and not just cameos. 
Um, again, I think that's great. I think that's cool. I have no idea what that's going to be or what that means. Um, but I'm very, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited by that. I have massive, massive respect. Apart from when, apart from when Troy Baker slipped up a little bit with the whole NFT thing, but I think that got cleared up. <laughs> um, so no, no worries with that. Um, again, I was initially like, what the hell are you doing, Troy? Why are you getting involved with NFTs? Cause he was talking about NFTs before, but I think he's gotten away from that now. People can make mistakes. People can make mistakes. And he didn't murder anybody. He didn't like break into somebody's house. He just got involved with a kind of scammy-ish sort of thing online. He didn't scam anybody specifically. He just spoke about NFTs. But I just thought I'd clear that up. But I don't think he's involved, I don't think he's involved with them anymore. Um, aside from that, I have a lot of respect for Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker as people and as actors. Um, so I'm happy and interested to see what they do with this... Uh, with this TV show, with with, the, with those uh, casting roles, um, so we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, I, I was taken back a bit by um, because Troy started speaking about like this Pedro guy, like as an actor, and the way he's pulled off this role. Obviously, they've been on set because they are in this TV show. Plus, I'd kind of expect them to maybe give the set a little visit, you know, see what's kind of going on. But they're in this TV show, so they've obviously seen. Uh, Pedro filming or probably been in scenes with him or or whatever Um, and I trust Troy's judgment on quality so I I think they're both going to completely blow away these roles both Bella Ramsey and uh, um, uh, uh, Pedro Pascal so we shall see Um, but again clicker in the little image Um, but I, I didn't expect any of that um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see when we get a trailer, because Neil Druckmann said like it's sooner than you think. Like it's really, really soon. <laughs> um, I have a feeling we'll get one. If we don't have one by the end of July, I'll be a little bit surprised. And that's quite a lot of leeway that I'm giving for that. It's just I don't know when the next like big trailer convention stuff and all that kind of kind of is. But we shall see. Uh, but yeah, that's the first image, clicker in the background, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and there were, I liked the way, and th- there's one other thing I kind of want to mention. All three of them, so um, Neil, Troy and Ashley, were all talking very, very highly about this TV show and all this other kind of stuff. Now there's a cocky way that you can do that, where it's like, oh, my thing's the best in the world, and no- nobody else can you know get close to this thing. They spoke about the quality of their show with confidence... And with sort of like, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? With, with a lot of confidence and a lot of sort of like, we're not being cocky about this. We just think this is like really damn good. And again, they're, all three of them are very good judges of quality of, you know, productions and whatnot. So we shall see. Because Troy has been in however many things. Obviously, Neil Druckmann, no question of quality there. So is Ashley Johnson as well. So there we go. Um, but they seem very confident and very, um, yeah. Very positive about what was going on, but not not in a sort of cocky way, which I, which I really appreciated. Um, so there we go. Last thing I got written down is um, Neil Druckmann teased a new project because uh, Jeff Keighley was obviously hosting the show. He turned around to Neil, uh, Neil yeah to Neil Druckmann, and he was like, "Hey, so because Neil did mention like, hey, these people are directing the remake, these people are directing Factions, these people, and he mentioned obviously Craig Mason for the TV show, and then obviously Neil's 
obviously involved with all of these things because he's the co-president of Naughty Dog. Uh, and Jeff Keighley said to him, like, hey, you mentioned, you know, a bunch of people, different directors for these things. What are you directing? <laughs> and um, Neil gave this very secretive reaction of, like, uh, well, I can't uh, talk about it yet. And obviously he's not going to go on stage and be like, hey, Last of Us 3. <laughs> no, no, nobody would have been expecting that. And that, that would have overshadowed, like, everything they just spoke about. And obviously... They want to give the remake a, a spotlight. They want to give factions a spotlight. They want to give this image as a spotlight and all that kind of stuff. So if if he were to say like, "Hey, Last of Us Three, it's coming out," it would have just it would have overshadowed it would have overshadowed every single thing they just mentioned. So there's that. But um, he was like, "Yeah, working on something. Can't talk about it yet. It's a perfect way to do it, you know." Um, he said he's you know enjoying the work he's doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, again, I trust whatever he's doing. Um, it's interesting because when I was speaking to um, Nikki Rapp uh, about a month or so ago when, when she returned to Entertainment Talk and we had a bit of a catch-up talk and we talked about, you know, Telltale's Walking Dead, we talked about Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine and we talked about what she's kind of working on and stuff and I said, look, I'm not going to ask you obviously to break any NDAs, I'm not going to ask you if you're working on, you know, a Telltale game or if you're working on uh, Psychonauts 3, I'm not going to obviously try to pull that out of you. I'm not going to try to get you in trouble and get myself in trouble. Um, but because uh, she des- she described to me, obviously she's a-, she's a voice actress, and she described to me about like, hey, I get sent, you know, scripts and stuff, and she's, she's working on stuff. And uh, I kind of tried to ask her in a different way, and I said like, how many, because pro- we kind of came up with a bit of a code name of like a Project X. Right, obviously that's not a name of the game that she's working on. It's just a code name for whatever, and I still don't know what it is. All that kind of stuff. We'll have to wait and see what what Nikki is in. And I kind of said to her like, "How many Project X things are you working on?" And she said, "You know, a few or whatever." Um, kind of reminded me of a bit of the conversation that Jeff Keighley and Neil Druckmann are having here about like, "Hey, obviously you can't blow it out. Hey, we're working on Jack and Daxter, or we're working on Uncharted." Six, or we're working on Last of Us Three. Obviously, you're not going to get that here. Um, but I did like the way that he sort of, like N- Neil's facial expressions and everything, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on on something." Um, yeah, it's good. I- I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I have full trust in Naughty. Dog. I, I have full trust in every single person I'm working on all these things. All the people at Naughty Dog I have trust in who are working on the one remake. All the people that are working on Factions, who are also Naughty Dog. Every single person involved with the TV show. So Neil Druckmann, Craig Mazin, all the actors and actresses. uh, HBO themselves. Even though I've got my problems with Warner Brothers, HBO still puts out quality television. The best show on TV right now is Barry, which is a HBO TV show. And of course we just got the box set of um, what's called We Own The Sea. So there's no question about HBO quality. Um, So you've got that going for it as well. So there we go. Because if if you were doing like, hey, here's the CW. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the Last of Us on the CW. Could this be? Uh, if you were doing like, hey, here's NBC's um, The Last of Us, or here's the CW's Last of Us, or here is MTV's Last of Us, or uh, Channel 5's Last of Us, or something. This is HBO. They know what they're doing. So um, good stuff all around really looking forward to playing part one again i suppose uh with the new mechanics and stuff and i'm somebody who's very interested in you know gameplay mechanics and how things are going to work interactivity animation specifically not just with the characters but how 
AI reacts to things in games, that should be a lot better. I'm looking forward to playing Left Behind for the first time, which will be part of that package anyway. Curious about multiplayer factions, what that will look like, how that will all work out, so very curious about that, of course. And then, I mean, in terms of upcoming and new TV shows that are confirmed, because my, my, my hype for the Last of Us TV show had not died down, but it had gotten quieter, just because we hadn't, like, heard anything about it in a while. So it was still in the back of my mind, but we weren't, like, getting... You know when you get new information for stuff and you're like, wow, really excited for this. As opposed to when you go a few months without new information for something and you're like, you know, you're looking forward to it. It's in the back of your mind, but there's nothing like, especially in the in the stage that this TV show is at. Because we've basically had casting news and director news and showrunner news and all that kind of stuff. But we, we hadn't had like too many images or any trailers. So there was nothing to sort of like, there was nothing to sort of go and look at and be reminded of like how excited I am for this TV show. But seeing this image pop up, and it's just one singular image from one episode, it kind of reignited those, you know, those uh, that excitement, which is which is really good. So looking forward to all this. Um, again, it is bits and pieces, I would say. Um, I mean, bits and pieces might be a bit disrespectful, but um, you know, we have like a remake of an old game, and we have like a new multiplayer stuff and all that kind of thing. So. Um, See how it all goes, but I'm looking forward to all this. Anyway, what do you think? Uh, are you going to buy or not buy any of this stuff? Maybe maybe you hated Last of Us 2 and you're never going to play anything and watch anything from this franchise. I'm sure there's some of you out there. Uh, are you like me and you're kind of all in on everything? You at least want to experience everything? Because I don't know how long I'll play something like Factions for, but I'll at least give it a try. Um, do you think this Last of Us remake is ridiculous? Are you on board? Uh, what did you think of the image? What did you think of, uh, you know... Just everything here. What do, what do you think of everything that we've got here to discuss? Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Um, yeah, you can send those to matthewentertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, also, there is the email box on the website version of the episode. You can put your uh, stuff in there and send me your comments there as well. And a clickable name, um, email name in your show notes as well. So check that out. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, May Night podcast. Take a look out for that. And again, next, I think it's next week's Saturday. Uh, next weekend, I think it is anyway. Um, it's going to be a big weekend next weekend. We've got Father's Day in the UK. We've got Lightyear coming out, which is huge. And uh, Last of Us 2 anniversary. Uh, so anyway, on the 19th of June, look out for four pieces of content I think that there's two videos, I've put them both in the same post, um, but they are two separate videos, uh, kind of, actually no there, is, no, there is two different videos that I did, yeah, two videos that I did, uh, one is in two parts, but there is a third video which is a separate thing, two different pieces of content anyway, there's one podcast I've already done, put together, ready to go, and there's another one that I want to record as well. Uh, that last one, can't guarantee that one's going to happen, but it should happen. So look out for that. Uh, so look out for that in terms of Last of Us content. Um, I'll probably talk about this, uh, seeing as Neil said that the trailer is going to be very, very soon. I'm sure I'll have some things to say when that trailer comes out. So look out for that whenever that happens. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't work for HBO, so I can't tell you. But uh, that's probably going to be... Actually, it probably won't be the next Last of Us, World, World Last of Us episode, because you're going to get some stuff next weekend. So anyway, look out for it all entertainmenttalk.org, Last of Us content, 
uh, TV, games, films, main night content. Take a look at all of it as well, or the parts that you want to. EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms. Check out what you want to from all of that. Anyway, if you want to support everything that we're doing here, you can either listen to more episodes on the places I just mentioned, uh, listen to more of our content. You can also tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media, so there's that as well. Um, so there's all that stuff. If you want to support Entertainment Talk through Patreon, there's the $1, $3 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to, uh, for all of that. Uh, for your TV and your film news, uh, I don't know what I don't know what David will post for the TV show stuff. I don't know if he'll post like a first look image. That's up to him. Um, it's his website. He can post what he likes. But uh, for your general TV and film news, uh, there's a lot of air dates. Uh, also, bad trailers for CWDC shows. <laughs> um, so check out all that for your TV and your film news. Anyway, GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio. My goodness me, if CW if CW did last for show. <laughs> That would be bad. Anyway, good thing that's not happening. Geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio uh, for your TV and your film news. Geektown Radio episodes drop on Tuesdays. If you want some fun content over on Twitch, you can go and find Bex over there. She's streaming various different things over on Twitch. You can go and find her by looking for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can also find her on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Twitch as well at eTalksUK for my different gaming streams. Look out for those as well. You can just follow the channel and be notified when I go live. If you miss any of those things, there's some new content as well. Some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Some new game clips and whatnot. All that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find that archived on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. And I'll see you very soon. Goodbye.